Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 189. Neil, we are flying up on 200. We are. And uh, it's going to be... Starting to do a little prep work on it? Yeah, so I, if people have been with us since 100, hopefully you listened to 100. 100 was very long, obviously, but what we did, we interviewed, was it like 10 to 12, I think, I can't remember how many, yeah, but... Yeah, it was three hours. I believe it's our only episode over three hours. Yeah. So we interviewed like 10 of our most, you know, our longtime listeners or people that write in the most or whatever people that we've gotten to know. So um, we're going to do a similar thing for 200. So this will be 10 different people, obviously. But uh, we're, we're going to try and keep it a little shorter this time. But uh, We're off to a real bad start. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are <laughs> because because we just talked to our first one for 200. And, you know, <laughs> but you, I have to say, you guys are interesting. You all have interesting stories and stuff. And yeah. sometimes it's difficult to, uh, you know, you pick a song. So sometimes it's difficult to keep it to 10. But we'll, we'll do our best. We'll try and keep it a bit more focused. But uh, I think people seem to really like that episode. I, I think it was good. We're going to do something really special this time. We're going to choose one listener at random. And Neil and I are going to ho- go to their house with tire irons and kneecap them. <laughs> Tom, these are all these are all listeners. We should be rewarding them, no? That'll be like something. But they could brag more to their friends. I got kneecap. <laughs> yes, yes. Tom's tire iron. Yeah, this famous. Um, and this time we might even have a female listener. <laughs> yeah, but it, well, continental U.S. only. We're not made of money. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but and maybe we'll have an Australian listener on this time if we can figure out the time Ooh. difference, right? That'd be cool. Yeah. And that's all. Gonna, that's of course. That's of course if they allow them a phone call from jail. Uh, but we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna save their one phone call for us, Neil. Yeah. Well, why not? Why not? You know. So we got a lot of great. Neil, we've actually got a lot of great mail lately. Uh, Punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail. Some of we're gonna read. Hopefully, we'll read some of it today. Some of it is so funny, but we can't read it. Or we. I don't know. We'll see. We'll try to figure it out. But yeah, a lot of great letters lately. Um, yeah, so keep them coming. Punk Till I Die Podcast group on, on Facebook. Facebook, of course. Yep. And Punk Till I Die Podcast. And we uh, just keep picking up a few every week, a few new listeners every week, which is, I don't know, it's weird. When we started out, Neil, it's like we didn't know if anybody was listening. Right. And now we have definitive proof that people are listening. So I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? So the Punk Till I Die podcast page on Facebook, that's now got over a thousand followers or whatever. And our group, I think, is up to like 650, something like that. Uh, getting up there to 650 anyway. But I yeah, you're right. We seem to get like a few every day, and it's really interesting. You new know. contributors, you know, a lot of yeah. spammers, but new contributors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, well, and the thing I will, the thing I can proudly say is I see a lot of these uh, podcasts pick up massive listeners overnight, but I know they're paying. We are not paying. This is totally organic. You know what I mean? It's very, it's come very natural. We built this thing from the ground up, and the fact that it's still growing is pretty amazing, honestly. Yeah, it is. It is going on three years now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, that it, it's awesome that you do, and it's it is is it, it is interesting. After every guest that we have, we'll normally pick up. You know, a few, Double, you know, yeah. five, ten. Um, and talking of that, I think the feedback from our last episode I found fascinating, didn't you, Tom, from the Crazy in the Brains guy? Yeah, we got a lot more traction on that than a lot. You know, honestly, we got a lot more interaction about that than we do bigger guests, but it's a couple things. A, I've always told, said that I wasn't a fan of the band. So for us to have them on is sort of strange. And I did sort of backtrack on that, no question. I'm allowed to, you know, slightly change my mind. Um, 
But yeah, I think most people enjoyed that one, though. Don't you think, Neil? Well, I, mean, I think it's been positive feedback for the most part, right? I think much like you, a lot of and, and like me actually, to, to be honest, um, a lot of people thought that maybe they were a joke band and they wouldn't like them. So I think that's how because we got we got a lot of feedback like, oh, you know, what, what have you got this guy on for or whatever. Um, but I think after listening to it, you'll have a completely different take. A because he he was actually a really interesting, uh, you know, really nice guy. Well um, thought out. Yeah, it was it was a good interview. We we learned a lot, I think. And then B, I the band is <laughs> the band is actually pretty damn good. Well, um, the thing is though with the xylophone, it's it's too much. It is novelty when it's on every song, and I think now they're actually without that. I think they probably will flourish a little more. Yeah, when we saw them the other month, um, they had a keyboard instead, and there's obviously yeah. so much more you can do with with a yeah. keyboard than with a than with a silly old xylophone. So. Um, there you go. Uh, but yeah, the, anyway, feed, the court, feedback courting, has been good. I, courting controversy, Neil. Courting controversy. <laughs> I, I guess. Now, the one question... Well, dude, I wish we could... We, we got a letter about... about and it's so funny from our buddy... Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Anonymous. From Anonymous in Baltimore. <laughs> and eventually we may try to figure out a way to read it, but it's so... It has so much truth to it. We do have natural biases, and sometimes there are people in this life who their endorsement makes us go the opposite direction. Yes, and, uh, you know, I hope we're not that for you guys, but maybe. Well, I think it's interesting, Tom, because you and I have, you know, well, we have similar tastes in some things, but different tastes yeah. in others, and that's fine, too. So you can't, it's, if, but if it's something that we both either agree on or, you know, or, or disagree on, we both dislike, then I think most people, most of our listeners would probably agree, too, don't you think? Well, if you if we give it the, if we give it the tire iron lead pipe lock... <laughs> the punk till I die lock. Well, like when we do our like when we do our list at the end of the year, we kind of hash it out and yep. get it down to five things or whatever. You buy those five things, you're gonna they're gonna be good. Yeah. I mean, if, as far as like punk rock records, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I like thrash stuff. You like other, you know, you like some Britpop stuff or whatever. You know, yeah, we all, we all like different stuff. But when we focus our attention on the punk stuff, watch out, world. That's that's exactly right. Well, I think we were 100 percent right on the drowns, um, you know, and everybody has come around to that now. I think the drowns are well. It's d- funny, excellent. actually. You know, I, I gotta I gotta return because uh, you know we had Rev on before. There's two primary singers songwriters in that band, right? Rev and Andy, the bass player. And Andy Andy, when I reached out to him a couple years ago, he he I don't think was super comfortable doing publicity stuff, but he actually said he's ready to come on now. So we might have to come on and. Or we'll try to line that up and talk to him about the new, the kind of change in direction of the band. Oh, I'd also it's, like to talk to him about the European trip because they they had a long European tour, huge, I like think. a month, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to talk to him about that too. Well, it's it's a strange thing when you have a record that's pretty much universally loved and then you change your style. So and, yeah. and like said, he said he's willing to talk about you know, or he's up for talking about that. So I'm I, I'm really curious to see what the perspective on that is. People are liking the new Drowns record, but it's just not the same as the Under Tension album, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the first that, album too. I'm yeah. in that group because I, I like the new record, but I, I the other one hit me better. It hit me different. It was more what I'm into, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, actually, the Under Tension was their second album. They had one before that, which which was good too, but in that same kind of vein, right? That was in that similar street punk. I, I vein. actually don't know that one very well. I should probably go back and revisit that one a little bit. The, the funny thing, you know, who turned me on to that first? was good old Ricky Frankel. Ricky Frankel. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Frankel talked about that. That was one of his records of the year and whatever year that came out. Ricky That's has like 100 records of the year. He sends us his list at the end of the year before we have his like 50 honorable mentions, 75, <laughs> yeah. 75. You know, you know what I think it is? I think it's whoever's... Anything he streams, it makes a list. I think it's whoever's nice to him. If they'll sign an autograph for oh, him. <laughs> Sorry, Ricky. 
<laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's of course once again geography man. He's in Southern California. He's got yeah. different perspectives than we do for sure. Um, we're very, you know, we at the end of the day we're very Midwest heavy because it's our friends and you know bands we know. Well, that's where we are. Yeah, and it's nice to have the LA guys. Well, you know, we had Richie on from Garage Rock the other day. It was great to kind of catch up on what's going on in the left coast because it's just you know it's a world away for us it is and you get jealous you see some of the shows they're having out there with some of the oh, old dude, classic it's bands constant. yeah it's five of your favorite bands on sunday afternoon on any given <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah no it, it is it's insane i mean you would burn out you know like you know we're, we're going to see that black flag thing black flag tsol dickies total chaos this is just like a normal VFW on a Sunday afternoon over in Southern California. That's true, man. That's, that, that is when true. When it comes to Chicago, we're freaking falling over top of each other to get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? Go Just go back to Kristoff a minute from Crazy. Um, the one thing I meant to ask him, because he actually asked us to come on the show. Yep. So I wanted to ask him um, how we came into his worldview and, you know, and, and, and that. You know, but when, I, when I, I forgot. You know. I gave some stickers to his merch person when we were in uh, oh. when they were in uh, Chicago. I wonder if the I don't know because he was doing the circuit because he had done Punk News. He he'd done the Punk News podcast like the next day or something, and that one's already out too. But he'd done a bunch of different things. But I I got to tell you, I I think we took it to a place that is more interesting than I've ever seen him talk about yeah yeah and and listen it's not like i'm sitting around listening to all his interviews so maybe i'm crazy maybe all that stuff is old news or whatever but i just thought it, I thought it was it was interesting so yeah it was it was an interesting episode i think so anyway all right listen why don't we play a song so uh, so last last time last episode 188 was largely talking about my adventures or lack of adventures out east at the uh savage mountain punk fest but neil's gone to a bunch of shows in chicago land so actually all in chicago it's proper yeah but uh so let's um play a song and then we're gonna i don't know should we go chronologically or you want to talk about the big one first or i don't know how you want to do it but let's uh i'll do it chronologically oh. mate okay yeah why don't you play a song um Give us mood. okay uh well i'm the f- in the mood for love come on yeah play us a song <laughs> First, well, the first band I'm going to talk about. Okay, okay, so I saw three. I went to three shows in 13 days, I think. Um, so Not I'm bad like, for a guy almost old enough to collect Social Security, you know. That's right. That's right. I mean, one of them was in, like almost like an afternoon show, so that was good. That was great for me. Um, but uh, anyway, the first one I went to see was the Poison Boys. Uh, I saw the Poison Boys twice in this. Period, was that actually. before Meteors? That was before Meteors. Yeah, okay. that was a Saturday afternoon. Um, so I'm, first song I'm going to play is I'm going to play a track by the Poison Boys. This is the second track of their fabulous new album, which you should all buy. Um, this track is called Living on the Edge of the Knife. So uh, yeah, Poison Boys here.
That was uh, my good friend Matt and those Poison Boys with Living on the Edge of the Knife. So, um, so interestingly enough, yeah, and, and you've you've now you're like going to get a punch card from them because you've bought at least three copies of that LP from them. I, <laughs> I have, I have, because because you, well, and, and and once again, you know, I was making a joke too about how when the year end lists come out this year. We're going to have our top 10. I'm planning to do my top 10. Maybe I'll do top five EPs. But I'm also going to do top five LPs that came out last year that the vinyl didn't come out till this year. Well, this is. Poison Boys are on that list. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a few prominent ones. Poison Boys are on that list. Uh, I don't remember. Now, it eludes me, but it's like, uh, I mean, everything's screwed up time wise. So. Well, it's interesting, right? So. yeah, the Poison Boys came out digitally. The new album uh, came out digitally. I think at the end, right? Oh, come on, now, I beat this joke to death. I beat this joke to death last time. What was that? Exploring the band digitally. Oh Jesus! Well, <laughs> oh Avenues was the other one I was going to say. That Avenues record is fantastic. That didn't come out until yeah, come out until uh, this year. It came, dropped digitally last year. Five hundred miles to Memphis. We're still waiting on. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so, uh, say, yeah, so the poison the poison boys album dropped officially digitally like in December maybe and yeah, November something the, like that, yeah. the vinyl they just got uh they so this is what eight months or whatever the fuck it is it's ridiculous right so I'm counting this as a 2022 release I don't care um, uh, I mean you, listen you can do whatever you want I'm just I'm I, I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do we're not quite there yet you know wake me up in October we'll see where we're at. I'm going to because I want it to be on my end of year best list because I think it is. Well, um, like I said, I'm going to have a supplemental list. You know. Supplemental list. Okay, so um, they were so supposed to release show originally. You 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 were going to go to or something, but they got COVID and they had to drop off their own record release show, right? There's exactly. E- exactly. Yeah, they were supposed to have a record release show in July at Liars Club, um, but then I think Matt the singer got COVID, and so they didn't have their record. Re- so then they had vinyl in hand, right? Um, but didn't the other bands like play and they didn't or something? Yeah, that that's exactly that's what amazing. happened. Yeah, I love that. Um, so instead they. They wanted a show, you know, to, to a, a real record release show, right? So they organized one at um, a very, very small... It's a, it's like a dive bar, really. It's a dingy dive bar called Del- Delilah's. Um, it's, been a, it's been a punk dive bar for decades, basically. And Have they, you been there? I, I, I've, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't think I've ever been there. I was there once during COVID, and I... I I and so I went again this time. Um, was it for a show you went, or you just... No, I was, I was just there. I just went for okay. a drink. Um... Because during COVID, you'd go when some places were still locked down. You'd go to wherever was open, basically. And ah. Delilah's is one of those places that's open twenty, well, not twenty four seven, but it's open every day of the year, even Christmas and stuff. So. Ah, yeah. Um. So math DJs there uh, once a month, I believe the second Tuesday of every month. Matt is the DJ. You know, he plays, uh, you know, glam and early punk and that kind of thing. The stuff he's into. And uh, so he must know them very well because they because Delilah's doesn't have shows really, but they do have a very very small stage in the corner by the men's bathroom, <laughs> like behind the bar. <laughs> so he organized they organized their record release show at Delilah's on a Saturday afternoon at five o'clock, and it was free. So um, I was like, awesome. Jeez, I'm definitely going to go to that. So uh, yeah, you can still be home in bed by ten o'clock. Exactly. Well, and you know what it is? Another beauty of it is it's only like five, six, seven minutes away from a Duke of Perth. So oh, nice. our favorite, uh, one of my favorite places to eat in the city too. So it's like yeah, I took the family down there. Uh, 
So I'm at the door. Um, it's probably this place probably holds 50, 60 people. It's like long and thin. Um, mm. And then the and then this little tiny stage is is at the back there, like I say, by the by the men's bathroom. And so the band couldn't even though it's only a four piece. They they couldn't all fit on the stage. So the bass player had to stand basically right outside the men's bathroom, not on the stage. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, cheap beers. Is it just the, just them? Just them, yeah. Yeah, it was just them doing the record release show. Very small merch right, right inside the door. And, uh, you know, they were selling T-shirts and, and a new album, obviously. Now, interesting thing, um, the album, if you buy it online, it's like 35 bucks or something, right? Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, if you buy it from the show, it's twenty bucks. So you know, can't. They're be probably that. losing money. Like you buying three copies of them probably cost them dearly. <laughs> really, it is crazy because yeah, straight from the label, it's thirty five bucks. Yeah, that's insane. Right. Um, I, I mean, they get. I mean, I'm sure their their deal is they get X amount of copies and they can do whatever they want with them. But yeah, so maybe I mean, that's thirty dollars at the merch table is pretty harsh. But that might be the new reality of it, honestly. Yeah. So anyway, so they were selling for twenty bucks. So uh, I actually bought one for me and I bought one for you. Yes. Um, when, when I see you in October, we'll have our, our what's become a bit of a tradition: our record swap. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should cave it till Christmas, eh? But uh, no, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it when we see you for the Dead Boys. Um, so anyway, so we get to this place at five o'clock. Very small, like I say, uh, long and thin—not uh, long and thin, basically short and thin. Uh, you know, bar with a few tables scattered along the wall across from the bar, and then and then down at at, at the at the end, like I say, there's a very very small corner stage, and uh, they come on. Um, they was there, they was there a lot of people there at this point when they came on? Probably about forty people, maybe. So mostly like kind of friends, family kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so to, to probably about three or four wide you could stand in front of the stage kind of thing because it's so narrow hmm. um, and so it went to you know the crowd went about 10 back or something like that you know so probably probably 30 yeah huh. 40, 40 people I'd say but uh, they played um, now I, the one thing I will say with a, a small bar like that you know the acoustics weren't great and they played it was too damn loud uh, for that, for the small place, they did need to probably to turn it down a little bit, uh, just because it, it you know gets too echoey and stuff. But um, they played for about forty, forty-five minutes. Played really well. It was fun. They couldn't really move around on stage because there wasn't any room, so they put it rooted to the spot because they had to be. But uh, no, it was nice. <clears throat> it was nice to support them and to be there. But here's the big but, and there had to be one, right? <laughs> Um, that's just a bit uh, east of Wrigleyville, and it was a Saturday afternoon, and there had been you do a you do you do feel like Wrigleyville is like the a hole center of Chicago completely, though. completely. It's where all the fucking dickheads go. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a comparison. I don't know. If, I don't know what's. So you only have you have the you have the Tigers. So there's no real, and they're probably a working class kind of team, right? Um, I mean, to yeah, us, to, Detroit, to, there's like three safe blocks right i mean to us really the white Sox are the working class team and the cubs were all the rich north side also, show, right actually i don't even know if the white Sox is three safe blocks right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly right exactly um so the cubs were all the rich north siders go um you know assholes basically drunk assholes so there'd been a cubs game <laughs> alienating cubs face i don't you know I don't, I don't fucking care um the uh there'd been a cubs game in the afternoon and five o'clock is about when they were kicking out. So, 
uh, I, I hate to see it because I want to be a bit diplomatic here, but um, <laughs> after calling all Cubs fans, uh, <laughs> insulting all Cubs fans, now you want to be diplomatic. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to offend Matt. Uh, America's team, Neil. So some of his, some of his, uh, I, I think he's from Indiana originally. Matt Dudzik, the uh, lead guitar singer. Okay. Um, and I think some of his pals from Indiana had made the trip in to go to the Cubs game. And they showed up, uh, pissed as newts, drunk as, uh, fucking legless. Um, and <laughs> they pushed their way to the front and proceeded to act like complete assholes. Um, they were drunk, they were drunk, and they, they were still getting booze at the bar. Uh, getting drunker and drunker by the second, and because they were friends, you know, with with Matt or the band or whatever, um, they felt like they could take liberties at the front, like they used to, they're like pushing him and stuff like that, and then like jumping about. And uh, at one point, they were so drunk they knocked his mic off the stage, and uh, you know, basically knocked him off the stage too. So at that point, he had to tell him to chill out. And Matt's girlfriend basically escorted one of the guys to the back. It was just they ruined the whole thing basically for the because it was like mm. a coming out party for the band kind of thing, you know, to try and sell the album. And uh, these three drunk bozos, you know, basically f- fucked up the last five minutes of the set for everybody. So, uh, I mean, Lydia was there with me, and uh, they were like, they were intent on, on trying to slam dance in this tiny, in this tiny space, you know, one of them like smashed into Lydia, so I was ready to fight right then, so that, that, would, that wouldn't have been, a, that wouldn't have been a good, that wouldn't have been a good thing, but, uh, One yeah. angry old man versus three young drunks. Well, a, a lot of the other people in the crowd were getting pretty pissed off with him, too. So, uh, so if you would have taken the lead, if you would have yeah. taken the big one out, they would have quickly joined. You. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think these guys would have been. But so, so basically, so to to be a little bit diplomatic, it was a really good time except for just the last few minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I it, and I felt really bad for Matt actually because you know, a old friends, that's great, but then you know, you're acting like drunk assholes and kind of ruining his. It should have been his moment or the band's yeah. moment, you know what I mean? And and they kind of ruined it. So, anyway, I'm just blaming on fucking drunk Cubs fans. They can kiss my ass, so. And in Indiana, the entire state of Indiana. Yeah. There's <laughs> nobody from Chicago would act badly. Only, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Matt, Lord of Logansport, can you get your people in order, please? Can you <laughs> yeah. like, do something about this? You have a lot of pull yeah. at the state level. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, they finished playing. Um, I went and, uh, I went and bought two albums, uh, of Matt's lovely girlfriend, and uh, she seemed amazed that I was buying two. She, did. <laughs> she, I think I thought it was pulling some kind of scam or something. But uh, one for at home and one for my car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, after that, because it was like yeah, I said, it was go a, right on Discogs and flip those suckers. I bet you they're probably thirty-five on Discogs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, Tom, don't be doing that now. Uh, they were having a whiskey tasting there too, so I mean, apart from being this dive punk bar, they also, I guess, are renowned for having like a pretty dis- decent whiskey selection, Delilahs. So, and and it's interesting, right? So, it's in this area of the city, you know. I could say just a bit, you know, basically in Wrigleyville, just uh, on the outskirts of Wrigleyville. So there's a lot of new buildings have gone up and fancy stuff, and Delilahs mm-hmm. is just this like like two-story just little black building that stands out like it looks like bad teeth and uh <laughs> well you better enjoy it while you can because eventually they'll make them an offer they can't refuse yeah that's probably right so i will make yeah, you an so. offer you can't refuse so so the good thing was we split out of there and then we uh we went right over to uh, duke of perth and had some delightful fish and chips and Bellhaven, and i got nice i got nicely toasted so that was good there you go good day yeah 
So that was uh, that was uh, gig number one. That was a well. It, we better we better stick another song in then, right? Interesting. It was an interesting to go to a show at five. You know, because yeah. it came out, my ears were ringing at six. But uh, that was that was good. You well, it's know, funny no right? because because it's because it's like oh, I got to get over there by five. What a pain! But when you're done early, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe it's something that especially especially like Sunday nights. I think I think that's the time, right? Do it early. Uh, do yeah, do it early. Yeah, in fact, I was just talking to someone online about that. That uh, you know, she said she misses um, matinees, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah. About, I don't. I don't know about matinees, but I would like the show to be over by like eleven or something, especially on a work day. You know, because yeah, uh, us working we used, we have to be, to work. There was a pretty good like Sunday matinee scene around here for a while, like three p.m. It starts. You'd be home by like seven, seven thirty, or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, it kind of petered out with COVID. I think. Now was that now when you say matinees? Cause we, they used to do that at Eric's in Liverpool, but that was because they would get the kids in, like the under 18s because they couldn't get into the night show. So was that a was that why they were doing matinees? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was twenty one plus though. I think this was more catering to the older crowd. Okay. Yeah, interesting. They did it at the tip. They did it at the tip top for a long, the longest time. That little rockabilly bar that you yep went to with me. Yeah. So, all right. Do you you want to what what song are you gonna play now, Neil? I'm gonna are play you, another. Actually, I'm gonna play, throw another Poison Boy song in, seeing as we're yeah. talking about him. So, um, mm-hmm. this song is called uh, Day by Day, and again, it's off of uh, Don't You Turn on Me, the great new album. So, uh, yeah, Poison Boys, Day by Day. Yeah. 
All right, Poison Boys there with uh, with Day by Day. So that was that was my first gig. So that was on the Saturday. Now the following Wednesday. Hold on a second. Let me look at my calendar and see if I'm making this up. Uh, Poison Boys was on Saturday the sixth. Yep, on Wednesday the tenth, uh, the Meteors came back into town. Uh, now, no, I, I know you, you you like struggled with the idea of going out to the show on a Wednesday night. I remember at some point I'm like, dude, get your ass out there and go to the show. Yeah, and I'm glad you I'm glad you did that because uh, well, you know what it was? It was like eight o'clock doors, nine o'clock show. Oh. And I was like, fuck! If it was seven o'clock doors, eight o'clock show. How many uh, How many bands on that night? Three. Uh, just three so it wasn't too bad but um you know still i I still did think oh god you know it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a pain in the ass now you had just seen them fairly recently for the first time in like 20 years or something right yeah i saw i saw them in january they played in january in the middle of a snowstorm so um that's right and it wasn't too good of a turnout was that was that a sunday too that was a Saturday, I believe. Was okay. That was a Saturday, and they'd had to drive like for like thirty six hours from, from Colorado or something. Or something. No, yeah. it was from Colorado, from the West oh, Coast. Okay. Yeah, well, West Coast Mountain. Um, so they were jaded and tired and shit like that, and they, it wasn't it wasn't the best show to be honest. And they were on the big side, which when it's a small turnout, it does not look good, right? Yeah. Because um, Reggie's has two sides for people that don't know. There's the, uh, the like the bar side basically, which has got a smaller stage and you know and bar and food and stuff. And then there's another side to Reggie's, which is like where they have their biggest, the bigger gigs. Um, so this one was on the smaller side this time. They learned their lesson, and uh, so um, yeah, doors at eight, show at nine. Uh, one of our favorite places to eat is called Pleasant House Pub. Um, yep. Just basically English, down the street. You, you, you were there with us, Tom, right? Yeah, you yep, were there. English yeah. yeah, pies, famous for their pies. Yeah, famous for their pies, and uh, yeah. So we went there first for dinner, and had uh, even though they don't have any English beer on draft anymore, it seems no. stupid. No, that sorry. place is a little hipsterish. It is. I mean, it's it's like hipster English. Yeah, hipster hipster English. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Actually, um, it's good. I mean, it's good. It's you know, it's a higher end, it's a little higher end joint. It's 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 fine. Yeah. So. Um, it, it, it's, it's it's funny actually. I'd been talking to someone on Facebook that day, someone I I didn't know because the meteors, you know, said, "Oh, we're coming to Chicago," you know, whatever. And some guy called Ron was like, "Oh, I'm looking forward to it. You guys are going to be great," you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, y- "Yeah, you know what they played here in January, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I was I was out sick that day or something." Because figured if it was a big meteors fan from Chicago, he'd he'd have been to the January show, right? But uh, sure. anyway, um. So yeah, doors at eight. So we got the yeah, we went to Pleasant House and got there at eight or something, came in. And uh Paul, the main guy from the Meteors, the only guy who's been in the band the whole time basically, uh was was there and they were selling selling uh merch. You know, right well you know how it is on the on the small side, you know, yep. the uh the merch. Kind of like right when right you walk into the left yep, there. Exa- exactly. Yep. So they had T shirts, sweatshirts. They really didn't have any merch the last time, but this time they had they had a they had a decent amount um koozies shit like that and lydia had promised to buy um she got friends in la and uh they'd asked her to buy merch for them so we got i think she went to this because i gave her money too so i think she bought four t-shirts and a sweatshirt so i think she spent like 150 bucks on merch or something ridiculous wow so they made the trip yeah so they gave her like patches and koozies and stuff you know to to take away um Mm. Now, Paul, the main guy, he's like a... He's, he's an anomaly. Uh, he's, 
No, anomaly is not the right word. Right? Yeah, an- anomaly is not the right word. What's what's the I word? I remember I reached word? out when I was when I was writing for New Noise more regularly. Um, I had the like his PR stuff, and I reached out, and they're like, "Nope, he doesn't do interviews." I'm like, "Okay," which is fine. It's just like it's kind of interesting. The guy who runs the band won't do interviews. You think you'd want to? Yeah, get out there. They're playing dive bars in Indiana. You know? Yep, exactly, exactly right. So uh, as it was enter- as we were going in. Um, he was going outside for a smoke, and he saw me coming in and punched me on the shoulder and said, nice t-shirt, mate, because I was wearing a Meteor shirt, right? So I was like, cool, I w- that was nice, you know? Yeah. So, we went in, got a drink, sat by the so bar. So that was it? You didn't engage? No, I, that, well, <laughs> yeah, I did, and then I felt like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so we went in, got a drink, and I looked around and saw he was sitting just inside the door by the merch booth. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go over and try and talk to him and just, you know, shoot the shit a little bit. Maybe see if I can get him on the show, to be honest. But, you know, so I went over and... Well, uh, you, you couldn't have any worse luck than I did. Well, because uh, I figured he'd, he'd seen me already, right? He'd like my shirt or whatever, so I figured he yeah. might speak to me. But uh, I went over and tried to engage him in conversation. He was just staring into space, you know, gave me one-word answers, so... After about, after about two minutes, I just kind of gave up and scuttled off. After 14 off, you know? questions, you decided to call it. Call yeah, it. just like scuttled off, you know, with my tail between my legs. Um, I, I, and I understand that, I guess. I, they, like you said, they tour all the time, and they're driving everywhere. They're playing shitty dive bars, you know? Maybe he's pissed off uh, that the band isn't bigger than it is, you know, that he's playing for 30 people on a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, um, and maybe he's just fucking exhausted. Because he's older, right? He's older than me. He's probably, probably mid-60s. Mid-60s, right? I'd say, yeah. But, um... Uh, anyway, so they... they so, and no, I didn't, I didn't get... I didn't get a scoop on an interview. <laughs> <laughs> but I found out he played in Iowa uh, the night before, and it was a four-hour fucking drive. So that's what I found out. <laughs> That's what, that's what I found out. I'm sure Iowa on a Tuesday night is exciting yeah. as can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, that was fine. Um, so who opened? Anybody, anybody go to open or not really? Um, I'm trying to think of that. Hold on a second. I should be able to do this. I should be able to. I just I mean, saw were they, for God's sake. Was, was, was anything right home about or not really? Um, so, and I apologize. I can't think of the f- name of the first band. Um, all the bands were three pieces, which is kind of interesting. Well, that's uh, the rockabilly thing, though. Yeah, yeah. So they they do always try and get rockabilly opening bands for them. So um, I'll I'll find the name of the first band and, and put it up. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, they were like a three piece uh, old guys, uh, more crampy than 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 Meteor's psychabilly kind of thing, kind of slower. Uh, not bad, but they were. It was kind of. Eh. Yeah, they had, like, skulls on their drum kit and shit like that. That kind of annoyed me. Just that obvious kind of thing. Uh, bass player played a stand-up, which was nice. I always like to see a stand-up bass. Yep. Um, and uh, it, was, it was pretty unremarkable, really. Uh, they, they weren't great. They were fine. They were fine, though. I only played for about 30 minutes, which was good. Um, but the second band up were called the Dyes, D-Y-E-S. And they were another three-piece band, but the bass player and the singer-guitarist were girls. Uh, oh. I'm sorry, what do we, can we not call them girls anymore? Do we have to call them... Of the no, female, okay. of the female persuasion? Okay. I, I, I don't know what's, I sex, what's, what's correct these days. But anyway, they were excellent. They were really, really good. Um, huh. 
Lively, did a mix of covers and originals. Um, didn't try it's just to do this spooky rockabilly, uh, psychobilly thing. Um, they, were, they were just great. They were actually, and she had a great voice and a great look. And uh, I really, really enjoyed them. The drummer played his ass off. And uh, actually, they had, they were selling uh, albums and stuff over. They weren't even at the merch booth because the meteors had taken over the entire merch area. <laughs> so it, remember, we're at, at Reggie's on that side. There's those booths to the left. Yep. kind of like horseshoe shaped booths so they yep. were just selling they were just selling their stuff right out there of one go. of those booths so uh, one of those uh, yeah did you grab one of their LPs no because they were after the show they were gone they'd, oh. they'd split completely um, which was interesting hmm. but anyway they, I would are they Chicago Chicagoland yeah the Chicagoland yeah the Chicagoland okay. and I actually I texted them on fa- I f- friended them on Facebook and uh sad you know i was sad that you guys weren't there because i was going to buy an album so then they replied to me straight away so that was nice so uh i'm hoping so hope, we'll deliver it to your house yeah i'm hoping i see them again um and uh they pull up in their model a or like their their model a like all chopped and yeah it was good but they didn't seem like completely obvious over the top though like some people that uh you'll see some rockabilly bands that go like completely vintage 50s which is nice enough but it can be almost like they were in costumes whereas this yeah. was just like they really seemed to dig the music <laughs> so uh yeah they were they were good i would definitely look out for overall them good night good night in the town yeah no it was um until the end oh god yes um, so the media is Lydia with you or both the girls or who yeah yeah but yeah but yeah both but Laura okay. and Laura because you know I've been playing the media's for them for forty years sure. since Lydia was a baby for fuck's sake so uh, so yes yeah, so they're both there and the media's came on at I don't know ten o'clock uh, not bad played Play for, for an hour, so. played for probably an hour and the thing I'll say about them is uh, Paul is very gracious to the opening bands. He's a lot of banter between songs. Um, they were so much better than when I saw them in January. A lot more gracious the opening bands than he is some random 40-year <laughs> fan who tries to talk <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were great. They just ripped through the set. They, it was like a greatest hits kind of set. They uh, they didn't... Because even though they, they've got like three albums over the past 18 months, they didn't really play any songs of any of those albums. It was all greatest hits mm. type stuff and covers. So uh, they were great. They were, you know... Oh, these, cool. He's got his thing down. He's padded down. He's a great guitarist. He's. Uh, it was just. It was just an excellent night. They were. Uh, you know, I was just really happy to see them again and and see him in good spirits like that. So he was telling some good so- good stories between songs. Now thick London accent. So I don't think really many people there could understand the word he was fucking saying. Just smiling and nodding politely. Yeah. So they have the one song. The one song I'm going to play today by them because I've played a lot of meteor stuff. But uh, the one song I'm going to play is it's called Fire Fire, and uh, I guess <laughs> and it's about apparently it's about him setting <laughs> setting fire to his ex-wife. <laughs> so, wow. So there we go. Yep. So not Canceled. that he, he doesn't burn Canceled. grudges. Doesn't burn grudges, you know. But uh, now you know the rumors have always been that he's actually a Satanist and shit like that. So I, I don't know how true any of that stuff I've is. Seen but. The, I've seen pictures of the guy. If he sold his soul to the devil, he should have made a better deal. <laughs> well, instead, of, instead of pay play for thirty people, he's been play, <laughs> he, he looks play, pretty beat up. He's been playing rock and roll for forty odd years. So uh, you know all the shitholes of Europe and the world. So, but anyway, it was a great night, and I will definitely go see them again. Now, funnily enough. I mentioned earlier that I'd, I'd been speaking to this guy on Facebook, a guy called Ron, and uh, so we were sitting at one of those tables on the other side across from the booths, 
All right, you know what yep. I'm talking about by the bar there. Yep. And there was a couple sitting you know next it's a good to us. Turn out when they have all the tables sitting in this. Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let me get back to that in a second. So, but um, there was a couple sitting next to us when we first got in there. So we were at eight o'clock. So they must have been really early. Um, older guy with like a long beard like yours even longer than yours though and like mm. a, like a scraggly ass mohawk gray a mohawk on top and uh <laughs> you know and his and his wife slash girlfriend and um so we said hello to them and stuff and uh he'd been drinking cider it looked like for for like six hours so he was pretty, he was pretty toasted but uh, it turned out that was the, it turned out that was the wrong guy that i've been talking to all day okay so yeah we got we got chatting we became uh, you know kind of friendly with them and uh stickers. I didn't have any stickers with me. I'm almost out. I am too. So um, I used some of my last ones in Delilah's at, for that Poison Boy show. So, uh, ah. uh, but anyway, um, so I mean, basically, we were sitting right in front of the stage, so I didn't need to get up. There was a small dance area between the tables, you know. Sure. And uh, on some of my favorite songs, I actually got up and thrashed about uh, by myself for some of them. But then Ron got up and joined me for some of them too, and then a couple of other. Uh, people from the back got up and, uh, and and danced in some of the songs too. Uh, oh, there you go. Liverpool Neil's Liverpool Neil's big gay dance party. Yeah, basically. So there was like <laughs> there was like five of us maybe for some of their more famous stuff. So uh, that that was all right. Um, it's probably by the end of the night, I'd say maybe fifty people there. That's cool. So I don't know. A twenty bucks a head was that? You know, <laughs> not not, not very much. It's a thousand bucks. I think they were happy just to sell all that merch to Lydia. Basically, I think there that, you go. that was probably made that night. Now, at the end of the sh- after the show was ended, we got up to go out. I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy some more merch. Maybe I'll buy a sweatshirt too. They'd fucking gone. The band <laughs> when they finished their set. Well, yeah, they they probably had to play in Toronto or something next night. <laughs> yeah, I think they, I think they were. They, yeah, I think they were. They were somewhere ridiculous. Like I think they were Detroit or something. So uh, they were they were long oh, that's gone. Five hours. That's well, of course. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't think that's considered all that far for. I don't know where they're playing in Detroit. If if they were, I mean, I don't know if they're playing some little dive bar or what. I don't know if they're playing like one of the major venues. Well, anyway, they were off the stage and gone. So I don't, maybe Mephistopheles fucking conjured them back to hell. So it's like I maybe. don't know. But they were no sign of the merch, no sign of anything, which is interesting. That you'd ever think they'd want to sell merch after the show, right? That would be the well, best. Well, definitely, and you know, it, well, that's the thing. You know, you talk about we we joke about these Indiana and Iowa and some of these other venues or bars or whatever. I mean, no talking to like the sloppy seconds guys, and they go to like some of these obscure little towns that are a little more off the beaten path. They sell so much merch. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you know maybe Iowa maybe is a hotbed. You know maybe they maybe they sell a ton of merch. Maybe maybe so. so. But uh, well, you'd expect them to sell merch after the show then. But no, they were they'd split. So advice to anybody: if you go do go see the meteors, make sure you buy your merch before the set. <laughs> Because <laughs> they might not be around to sell you anything afterwards. Mm. So uh, so there you go. So that was a fun night. It was, you know, and they were done by 11. So I was home by 11.45 or something, which on a work day isn't great, but it's fine. It's not too bad, you know. Up at 6 the next day, so there we go. Anyway, this is, uh, I'm going to play another song. So this is uh, that song I was telling you about. This is Fire Fire by the Meteors. <laughs> Fire, 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 fire,
Meteos there with Fire Fire. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. At On Point Press Company, we specialize in branded goods and services at makeitonpoint.com. We provide unique creative items that will set your brand apart. Specializing in creative design, screen printing, branded goods, packaging solutions, and online services. Visit our website at www.makeitonpoint.com. Dot com to get a custom quote today. Head and have a concussion and don't remember what you're listening to. You're listening to Tom and Neil on the Punk Till I Die podcast. Viva el Presidente! The third leg of your trifecta, Oof. your show-going trifecta, is definitely the one I'm most jealous about. Yeah, so, okay, so if let's... I, so, I, so just to put it in perspective, I absolutely would... The only reason I was not at this show, I actually had to swap weekends working weekends to go so i'm working this weekend but i had to swap uh weekends to go to savage mountain so if i wouldn't have gone to savage mountain no question i would have been at this show after so, seeing him last year 
So let's put this in context. So yep. um, Poison Boys was Saturday the 6th. Yep. Meteors was Wednesday the 10th. And this show we're talking about, uh, Zero Boys, um, was on Friday the, the 19th. 19th. Yep. So it was, yeah, it was three shows in 13 days. Um, Zero Boys was a packed bill for bands. Uh, yep. Almost like almost like a, a punk till I die bill, really. Because first up was the Distractions, who played with us in Logansport. Yep. Um, second up was the Poison Boys again. Third up was a Chicago... Um, uh, this was the band we were talking about. We couldn't figure out if they were Italian or Spanish. Um, from Chicago, they're actually all, they're actually Hispanic. All the songs they sing in Spanish. Fuerza Bruta, which is brute force in Spanish. And then Zero Boys. Obviously, Chica- uh, local uh, Indianapolis legends, right? Zero Boys. Yep. From uh, early 80s, one of the most classic albums of the... Uh, yep. Hardcore yep. albums of the early 1981, 80s. 1981, right? Yep. yep. Vicious Circle. Vicious Circle. We played a bunch of their stuff over the years. Yeah. Our years. So I mean, this has been on the this has been on the bill for, and obviously this was on the big side of Reggie's on the uh, rock club side they call it. Um, I've been on the been on the menu for six months. I think they announced this six months ago or something. So I don't know if it's it, been that long, but it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I'd had I'd had tickets for months. I, I bought tickets when they first came out. So sure. Um, and unfortunately, like like you explained, you couldn't come to it. I was I was hoping you would at the time when it when it was first announced. But uh, I know you would have done if you could. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wasn't sure what the crowd was going to be like. I I figured it would be pretty full though, because uh, you know legends, right? Zero Boys yeah. haven't played in Chicago. I saw them with Naked Reagan probably ten years ago at Metro. Um. But so they haven't played out in like ten years in Chicago. So I figured it would be a pretty big turnout on a Friday night. Um, yeah, I don't know if they played Chicago since like Riot Fest, but I, I, I don't. I mean, I know they played with some of the early Riot Fest stuff before it moved to the park, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Is did. that when you saw them with Naked Reagan? Maybe, a- yeah. Maybe that was like a pre-show at Metro. It wasn't the when it wasn't the Naked Reagan comeback one, so it wasn't that first or second oh, Riot Fest. Maybe okay. it was like the fourth one or something. But oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So I know they've been Zero Boys have been playing a few shows. They haven't done a fully fledged tour, but they're doing like shows here and there right i think this was like they think they did chicago pittsburgh detroit something like yeah because you saw them what like like a year ago or something i saw them yeah it was exactly a year ago because our jake who our friend and listener jake who i met up with was posting pictures i think it was today which is the 21st of august that we're recording this i think it was one year ago today hmm Okay. That was that was at the Black Circle. That was outside, which usually I don't care for outside shows, but the sound was really good. But it was uh, the Black Circle in Indianapolis, and that was like their fortieth anniversary show or something. Yeah, which had been postponed for a year or whatever. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, so we uh, <laughs> it was just me and Lydia this time. Uh, so we drove down. Um, you know what driving down into Chicago was like? It's just always a pain it's in the pain. ass. Yep. Um, I decided, actually, I, this is big thanks to Scott, actually. So I used to go the highway to get over there, but I, I hate the highway way to get down to Reggie's. So um, I think the last time we all went down there, we took Lakeshore Drive. And Scott's like, yeah, just take Lakeshore Drive all the way down and take a right on, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the street. But anyway, it's a pretty easy way to go, just going down Lakeshore Drive on Roosevelt. Take a right on Roosevelt and then left on State. Easy. So I, st- so I did that. Um, Friday night, but again, it was now this was annoying. Doors at eight, show at nine. 
which for maybe three bands isn't so bad, but four bands, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be not getting home. Especially, it's, it's not, I mean, don't get me wrong, they sell plenty of booze at the rock club, but it's at the rock club, not the bar. You know, right. you, you kind of understand with the bar show when right. maybe the majority of the income is coming from drinking, but. Right. So it's like, geez, why, why, why doors at eight show at nine? Four bands. That's, you know, you're not going to be getting out of it until one, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, whatever. Um, so we went down there. And, funnily enough, traffic on Lakeshore Drive was really fucking... It took me, like, ten minutes to get to Lakeshore Drive. Ten minutes down most of Lakeshore Drive. I was like, wow, this is a breeze. This is an absolute breeze. Until, I don't know if you can remember, Tom, um, you get over... There's a bridge you get over, and then it starts going by Grant Park, going towards uh, the museums and stuff. Mm, Like, that last, like, half mile. That was chock a block, like bumper to bumper, and now I'm like, "Fuck, is there an accident or something?" But I forgot. Um, in Chicago, uh, one of the last weekends of the summer, they have something called the Air and Water Show. Well, they'll have like flybys by like the Blue Angels and shit like that, uh, and big yes. boats and shit on the lake. And that was this Saturday and Sunday, and I think they must have had something on Friday night too, because, like I said, the traffic by Grant Park by the fountain and stuff was just crazy so it took me 20 minutes to get all the way down there and then 20 minutes to go like a half mile to get mm. to uh to make my to make my rise on roosevelt um which was really fun because you know how much i love traffic it was it was awesome uh so i was i was a mess but it's <laughs> just so <laughs> it's, angry yeah just so angry and then just tons of people walking towards whatever was happening on lakeshore drive right just tons of people blocking the you know all crossing at the same time and blocking <laughs> traffic it was I was I was fit to be tied by the time we got down to uh, by the time we got down to and unlike when, like and I'm with you I'm just like dude just chill out chill out I'm pretty sure your daughter really stokes the flame <laughs> like she's, she she's can. got the same temperament you do she's just screaming at strangers and <laughs> she got even though she you was, know all hundred pounds of her acting like she's gonna beat somebody's ass or something. She, she was pretty laid back actually actually this time to be honest she was keeping me in check um, but anyway I was like you know what if we see street parking on state maybe I'll take it instead of uh, you know going around to our regular parking lot in Chinatown um, so we found this one spot probably a couple of blocks up from Reggie's and we parked and got out and I was looking at the sign and it just made me nervous because it was like it was like event parking tow zone um, I checked the website for event details or something and I'm like, well, I don't... There was other people parked there. And I was like, well, I don't think it's an, an event, but I don't know 100%. Maybe whatever's going on on Lakefront is is an event. And I, the worst thing in the world, you come out from a show at 1 o'clock in the car's morning gone. and your yeah. car's fucking being towed. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's not worth it. So I pulled my car out of the spot. You know, we walked, started walking. We were almost at Reggie's, actually, to be honest. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable. So we went back, got the car, and went to our regular parking lot. So that was what it was. Um, and you know you when you, when we walk from that parking lot in Chinatown? Yep. You go into the, underneath that railway bridge? Yep. Now, uh, do, you, do you remember lots of homeless somewhere. sleeping under there? No. There was a ton this time there was probably like 30 people because it, it's only like a half mile from the Kate lot to the right. reggie's but it's uh, it's it's not the worst neighborhood but it's not the best neighborhood either yeah exactly you gotta walk by those weird like old people projects or i don't even know what they are those round yeah it looks like they come from uh looks like they were dropped in from like moscow in the 1950s yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very weird but there's often beggars in like the boulevard there yeah 
but yeah, I don't remember people sleeping under. I hate that when you're trying to. I mean, well, listen, listen, man. I, I mean, I realize how lucky I am in life. Blah blah blah. But I don't like it when you have to be careful not to step on people when you're walking down the sidewalk, or you're afraid they're going to reach up and grab your leg like some kind of a zombie movie or something. <laughs> right, right. So there was actually tents under the under the fucking bridge on the oh, other, yeah, on the other yeah. side. There was actually tents there, so people clearly, you know, underneath that bridge for who've been there so for a while. Wow, that's I'm I'm surprised they. Because at the end of the day, that's still on the edge of downtown. I'm surprised they're tolerating that kind of nonsense. Right. There was a police cruiser, actually bigger than a cruiser. It was like a Black Mariah, we'd call that in England, like a police uh, truck, like mm. there, like pulled in by the side of the, uh, the of the train tracks. So I don't know if there was something going on. But anyway, that was, uh, that was kind of a bit weird. But uh, anyway, got into the show now, they said, because uh, I'd asked the Poison Boys, you know, if the bands were going to be going on, like, exactly on time and he said yeah the first band will be going on nine on the dot and you know to be honest they did so we got in and they only played they probably they probably only got a half hour yeah yeah exactly so we got in there by the time we got through all that traffic and stuff we got in at about 10 to 9 so uh got in there you are an early man you you were you know i usually almost always miss at least one band you were there you you have all kinds of problems and you're still there 10 minutes early yeah i'm like i've always been that way though i'm kind of anal about that and plus i like to see the opening bands i do uh sometimes (laughs) well i see them it doesn't mean i always like them Um, so yeah, so the distraction, the, the distractions went on first. Uh, we saw uh, as we went in, saw a couple of members of the band, said hello to them and stuff. You know, remembered them from Logan's Pull yep. and that. Um, what was that? What was that guy that we interviewed? What was his name? Jason. Jason. So yeah, saw Jason, said hello to him. You know, shook hands and stuff. Uh, they went on at nine. Uh, we went and actually, because I was after going through all that traffic and yelling at traffic, I was parched. So we bought like bought like two rounds of beers at the same time um went upstairs and sat down for the distractions get off your feet for a little bit yeah exactly yeah. exactly so chill out no, that's mad. one thing with the club there's some couches upstairs but like in the bar side there's places to sit the club and eh, there's some upstairs but not, there's not a ton of places to sit it's pretty much standing standing at a slight slant right and so and some of those some of those chairs look like they might have been there since prohibition uh <laughs> upstairs yeah, well, but it's yeah, fine it is, it's good upstairs i'm pretty sure you wouldn't want a black light but you know yeah yeah exactly um yeah yeah that's that's very true uh but anyway it's nice that they have them so you can sit right at yeah. the front on the overhang you know and watch and watch yeah. the bands and stuff it's cool so uh one of the problems of drinking expensive beer is every round is expensive every round's 20 bucks because lydia drinks modello I know normally I drink a Guinness or something. They have fat tire on draft, so the first round was twenty. So I actually switched to PBRs. You'd have been proud of me. There you go. Because uh, yeah. Well, and you were you were saying you expected to be packed, but to me that means it wasn't packed. No. So it wasn't. did you? Um. So was there anybody there at the beginning when the first band went on? For the distractions, well, that's the thing. You can always guarantee if it is an older crowd, they'll be like me and they'll show up early. So. Yeah. <laughs> There was when we first walked in there. There was probably about forty, fifty people already in there, uh, mainly older. Um, so a lot of like bands, back patches that I hadn't, that probably they hadn't seen the light of day in like twenty years. <laughs> like, you got the impression that there was a lot of people who'd never been to Reggie's before, in the place. To be honest, because uh, they were like she's been there quite a while now. I mean, it's been no, but they were so. like people struggling, like asking where the bathroom was and stuff like that. So, really did get that impression that for some people it was their first show at Reggie's. Um, you know, they might only go to, like, shows at the Vic or whatever, you know. Uh, so, probably about 40 people for the distractions. 
Uh, you know, they played, yeah, 30, 35 minutes, did their thing. They didn't play that Radio Radio Elvis Costello cover that I really liked them playing in Logansport. Oh. So that was kind See, of... See, if a, you'd have been standing up front, you could have yelled. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would have loved that. If the one song that being yelled for is a cover, yeah, they would have liked that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they played 9 till 9.30-ish. Then uh, Poison Boys went on at 9.45. Um, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, I'd actually been speaking to Matt up up in the balcony uh, during the distraction set. So, uh, yeah, he was he was looking forward to it. And um, I have to say, man, they went on and absolutely fucking killed it. Yeah, uh, you're saying that. That's cool. They, they obviously, they're a band that thrives on a big stage. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of guitar heroics going on and stuff for that kind of, you know, heartbreak as New York Dollsy style rock and roll right um so yeah they're moving around a lot the new bass player he's really finding his feet um he didn't put a foot wrong he sounded great and uh he obviously is an old school chicago punk because he he clearly has a lot of uh, friends in the scene so i saw him hanging out with a lot of like old school chicago punks uh in in the, in the crowd beforehand and uh, they were just fantastic. They absolutely blew the lid off the place. They played mainly tracks off the new album, obviously, and uh, and then a couple of new ones as well. So uh, they were they were yeah. tr- truly exceptional. Probably the best I've ever. I've seen them probably four times this year, and uh, this was by far the best I'd seen them. Mm. So they were, yeah, they were really really good live band. Probably because there was nobody from Indiana there to ruin their game. Yeah, yeah, I was looking out for those three guys actually. But uh, they, well, there's they, enough room to dance at Reggie. They they clearly they, they clearly didn't fancy the uh, going the south side. You know, no one no one near uh, Wrigley Field. Um, so after they went off, now there's probably about a hundred people in the place, maybe 120. Uh, so Fuerza Bruta. Well, it's not the, embarrassing. I mean, it's decent. You know, it's yeah, it's decent. It's decent. I mean, it was. Uh, even for the Zero Boys, it wasn't crowded by any means. Yeah. The main floor was, you know, there was, it was, no, I wouldn't say full, that's that's not, that's. The, but it was medium, medium, yep. but it was probably room to move about and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I like um, that though. When, it's, when that place is sold out, it's miserable. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, Fuerza Bruta, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never seen them before, I didn't know what to expect. Now, they were really interesting. Um pretty much basic street punk oi uh i I, i'd seen this guy walking around he he wasn't a skinhead but he had a really short side part he he looked great actually he was wearing a templar shirt remember the templars right oh yeah yeah so he was wearing a templar shirt and he really stood out because he looked he looked like he was from the skinhead scene but like i say his hair was a bit grown out uh he was the guitarist it turned out and um they were five piece Two guitars. Two guitars, yeah. That, that guy I was just talking about on the left, uh, playing guitar, playing lead, and then another guy on the right uh, playing rhythm. And the singer, and the bass player, fuck me, the bass player was probably 6'8". He was huge. Hmm. And he's finger-picking the bass. So he didn't play with a he didn't play with a pick, he played with That's his fingers. That's not punk, dude. That's not punk. And he, had it, he, had, he had it pretty high. Oh um, no! The high bass and the finger picking. But yes, you might as well be wearing sandals. But he was really aggressive. And the funny thing was, so he, he had was a, wearing a Hawaiian shirt, was he? <laughs> no, he had a mic, but they had him like behind the singer, facing sideways. Hmm. So it was a really interesting stage setup. But it wasn't like he was shy or anything, because he kept coming up to the front playing bass, facing the crowd. But his mic was yeah, his mic was turned sideways for some reason. So that was hmm. uh, that was interesting. Um, 
yeah, musically exactly what you would expect. But like I said earlier, they played, uh, they sing all the songs in Spanish, which I found seems kind of short-sighted, but yeah, well, exactly. I find it brave, uh, and you know, staying true to your roots, perhaps. But it's really going to limit how popular you can ever be, right? Did you go up to the? Were you still sitting upstairs? No, 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 because no, because I came downstairs for the Poison Boys. I was dancing around in the front. Me gusta mucho. Me gusta (laughs) mucho. Excelente. You like just being real patronizing, yelling like minimal Spanish. At them. Yeah, no, because I figured they might have come down and killed me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no, I, I was me puto. Is that a compliment? <laughs> I was downstairs, puto. Uh, I was downstairs by the front. Yeah, I know what that means because uh, a lot of Susie's family used to used to say that. Not to me, that's but what just, they call. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, it's English. Puto English. No, they did, no, they were very nice. Liverpool puto. <laughs> Um, bastard! Uh, now you put put me up. No, I was standing up to the front, and actually Matt was standing with me at one point taking video of the band, so he really liked them. Uh, I, yeah, they were good. They, I bet again, they probably played for like thirty-five minutes. Um, they obviously had some dedicated fans uh, with them in the crowd who were dancing about and singing along with every word. But I really do feel that if they wanted to get a broader appeal, they have to do some at least some songs in English. I would imagine, right? Not through I, the you entire. Know, it's, fun, it's funny because yeah, it's, it's true because I I definitely have some foreign language. I'm not a huge fan of foreign language bands just because I do like the lyrics. You know, it's important. But you know, if they go back and forth, I usually am pretty cool with that. But especially like some of the band, like Lions Law or whatever, actually from France. That's one yeah. thing. And they but, go back and forth too. But though. these but guys, they do both, right? these guys are from Chicago. So you yeah. think that they would, you know, yeah. But there's, do, but there's a huge, huge Latino population in Chicago. Well, the, but, well, I, but I don't know if they're into punk rock. For being no. honest, right? Well, by this was maybe three of them. <laughs> three of them there. <laughs> so they might want to, you know, not that you need to take advice from a silly podcast, but I, I really think you might want to rethink that. Um, well, I, I just remember, I know that a lot of, like, Mexican people that I was friendly with up here, they would, like, when they wanted to go bluff steam, they go to Chicago for the weekend. There's a lot of family down there. So I know there's a lot of Latino people. But like I said, I I also know there are some Latino people involved with the punk scene. I know a few of those, too, but there's not that many. Yeah. You know, you have to, you, you do, you know, I love this new kind of politically correct young punker. They're like, well, screw the old white guys. And all I can think is, well, that's fine, but you do it at your own peril because we're the ones who buy the records. We're the ones who ship <laughs> the shows. Yeah. That's so true. it seems like you might, you know, we, we just saw that perplexing statement from the Muslims. Oh, like, yeah, fuck that. Shitty. Yeah. new you know band that nobody cares about but they're making these weird statements and i don't even know what they're talking about but it's like okay you can you can turn your back on that audience if you want i mean you're, you're free to do that but you know good luck because we're the ones buying records we're the ones buying tickets we're the ones showing up at shows yeah they'll be the typical flavor of the month and the fucking enemy of some well, english epitaph, music right? press but yeah. they're never-ending gimmick signings now and that's dude i'm gonna t- we will have that conversation sometime and i know it's gonna put some people off because a lot of people love these newer bands like oh these they're this is the new face of punk well you know yeah, no, this old face of punk is going the other direction yeah but <laughs> like anyway yeah. i'll tell you what okay so so zero boys are next but i want to play a song for you talk about the zero boys unless you're not unless you're not quite done with bruta fuerza no i'm actually going to play a song by them if that's cool. oh you are yeah yeah this yeah um because okay, cool. i i like them enough and I, I think they should get you know they've got a couple of 45s out and stuff so people should this, if you like this it song look is called ay 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 you take all your stuff from the simpsons don't you exactly <laughs> uh, this song is called somos somos el mal which uh say what now Somos el mal. Somos what? El mal. El mal. Uh, and I. Uh, we are. I think it's we are evil. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, that was Fuerza Bruta with Somos El Mal, which translates to We Are Evil. So there you go. So they're evil. Uh, and the, the singer, it was interesting, he had a flag behind the stage with him, which is like a very English oi thing. Like it was a flag from his local soccer team. And his local soccer team, I looked it up, I'd never heard of them before. It was almost like a blue, you know what the Union Jack looks like. It was like almost like pale blue and black instead of like the regular red, white, and blue. And uh, Hmm. I I looked it up. It was for some uh, second-rate soccer team out of Brazil. So I assume that... No, so I assume that the singer must have been from Brazil then, because he went over, he went after he left, they were done, he he draped it over his shoulders and walked off, so... He's from Brazil, or is he from Brazil, like the same way the Dropkick Murphys are from Ireland? Well, like I say, this is a pretty unknown team. I'd never heard of him, so it's not like he was just a glory hunter who jumped on one of the biggest teams from Brazil. So I would assume that he really is. So oh, go. that's great news, Neil. I'm getting a call from work. Oh, bloody hell. Son of a gun. Sorry, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have to go out there. Goodbye. It's probably going to call me back in a minute. But anyway, that's all right. All right, well, we're, I think we're getting close to being done. Maybe. Should we keep this bit in? I don't care. Do <laughs> that's, that's Tom. So you know Tom is working, man. He's getting called in on his Sunday, like Sunday said, afternoon. Well, like I said, I'm working this weekend because I took last weekend off to go to... Um, Savage Mountain. Savage Mountain, yes. Yeah, all right. Okay, so anyway, Forza Bruta went off. And then, so I think it was probably about 11 o'clock on the dot that uh, our boys from the Zero Boys came on. Now, we you told you told me previously that Paul Z from the Zero Boys is a singer, that mm-hmm. he's got long white hair, but it's not till you see him that you yeah, realize... Yeah, it's like down to his waist. Holy shit. Yeah, he looks well, like... Well, he, he kind of keeps it pulled back. Yeah. So you don't really see it until he pulls it out. So we... T- I don't want to see him pull it out, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> long and white, Neil, and he pulls it out. Hold up, I gotta... Oh, go. Jesus. Man. I didn't, I didn't put my speaker on, so... Tell people to stop shitting, for God's sakes. It's not just shit, Neil. Everything that goes everything that goes down the sink comes to us. Oh, yeah, people, like, flushing all kinds Showers of shit. Showers. Yeah. yeah. Tampons. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to that call, so it's all right. Okay, good. Um, all right, so, yeah, so we'd seen him outside, and I'm like, and, and Lydia's like, who's that? Who's, Who's that old hippie? And I'm like, well, that's uh, Paul Z from the Zero Boys. So <laughs> even though I don't want to call him that. I believe uh, that he is about the same age as you. I think he's yeah. born in 63 also. Yeah. So by the time they went on stage, you know, they just slunk on stage. There was no big announce, you know, big big to-do or anything like that. No. Um, probably about, yeah, like I say, about 200 people total, I'd say, in the okay. club by this time. Again, much, much older crowd uh, yeah. than normal. So articles of faith, back patches, you know, some oh, yeah. things I hadn't seen in, in a very long time. Uh, and they, yeah, the band looks old, but not decrepit, right? I mean, he looks... Well, the, he's, so, so he's the original, but he was very young when they put that band together. I think he was like 15. Yeah. Um, and the drummer's the original. The other two guys are newer. The original guitar player is dead. And I don't know about the bass player. Mike the Mailman was asking about the bass player. It's not the original guy. I don't know where he came from. But they're good. They're good. They're, I mean, they're not kids by any stretch of imagination. But 
yeah, and, guys. and you can tell that Paul and the drummer are the originals because they both, you know, the drummer especially looked good. He's got his whole look together. You know, he no had like pigment a, in the hair left at all. No, he had a flat cap on and glasses yeah. and like a this. I don't know. He looked. He, looked, he thing, looked apart. That's the thing with Paul's hair, right? It goes down to his waist, but it's white. I yeah. mean, it is white. white. Yeah, yeah. He looks like fucking Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Guess the spell. Yeah. Now the one thing I'll say about them. Um, they had, a, they had a ton of merch. Obviously, they had uh, T-shirts and stuff like that, and all their albums. And um, did they have Vicious Circle? They did. Because when I when I yeah. saw them, they did not have. They that. did. They had Vicious Circle. They had Monkey, and they had that other hits from the eighties or whatever that other like greatest yeah, hits one is. Yeah, like uh, it was a tape thing. Yeah, it was Best of or History of the Zero Boys. Yeah, History of the Zero Boys, and some seven inches and stuff did like that. Did they have a ten so. inch? Because that's the one you should buy. That sucker's that's a flipper if you ever want to flip one. Well, those like. 35 bucks online they were selling for like 10 bucks the silly lads they had so you know how long the merch table is there especially with you know but they were the first one in the door so Mm. you you don't want to be in that position you want to be at the middle one or the other the other end because mm. that's when people are, where they congregate outside the men's bathroom. There, you don't well, want if it's not. But if there's not, if it's not a full house, it really is not that big a deal, right? No, but you don't want to because the, at the end there, it's right by where people are coming in. So there's always a crowd of like bouncers and stuff checking people's tickets and stuff. So it's difficult to mm. get to the table right there and see what they've got. So that was kind of a mistake they made. Um, and I have to say, they need they need work on their fucking t-shirts. The t-shirts were atrocious. They did not have many when I saw them. They only had the one with the gun that was like turned around, and that's terrible, isn't it? It's a terrible shirt. I don't, I don't mind it, but it's, whatever. I don't know, man. Gray, I, it just wasn't good. If they'd had gray shirts, like vicious circle shirts, for God's sakes, you know, class that classic logo yeah, the, and, on a yellow shirt, cool. that would have been yeah, a, be cool. that would have been a good seller. I mean, you're trying to sell your merch, for God's sakes. Anyway, digress. Um, they started off with a slower one. Um. Uh, what was it called? What have we learned, or something like that? Or oh, still a long way to go. Still a long way to that go. That is an it? Alice Cooper cover. Okay. Well, there that's, you go. That's what they opened with when I saw them in Indianapolis, too. Okay, so which I op- thought was odd because that was the only cover they played all night, and they opened with it. Well, uh, for us, they opened and closed with covers, so we'll we'll talk about Where that are you in a minute. That? So, um, yeah, I had to look up the set list because I had I had actually kept track of the set list, which is pretty amazing considering how much PBR Jake and I were putting down. <laughs> but I. Uh, Kept track of the settlers when I saw them last year. So, so um, yeah. So they started off with that, and I was like, "Oh boy, I hope this isn't going to be a you know, just the old new song set." Well, or it's funny because it's they're older guys, right? And they're the song that they're starting with. The, the song that they're playing first is sort of like a mission statement. It's we've still got a long way to go. We've still got a long way to go. I'm like, that's. I don't know if they mean it for the night or for the career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was like, well, this could be... Because okay. by this time, I'm standing right... Actually, I'm right up front, right in the middle. Gotcha. Uh, but again, there's a lot of room, so it's not even like I was taking any chances, right? Sure. Um, so they played that, and everyone was like, oh, this is interesting. But then the second song, they went right into Amphetamine Addiction. Nice. So that was brilliant, and then a pit formed. So I moved to the side because I didn't want to get involved yeah. in the pit. Even though I was moving around a little bit, I was doing the you know doing a little circle pit by myself. The old man, the old man shuffle. The old man shuffle. No, I was actually the old man circle pit. Um, there you go. And it was cool. So they did. Uh, they did almost all of uh, the first album. Sure. Obviously. I mean, it's only like twenty six minutes long or something. Yeah. With they, like extra tracks. They did. They did all of. They did all of that. Um, and then they mixed in a lot of newer stuff, so it was a good mix of old and new. But one thing I will say is that mix, it, uh, it's interesting because I, 
you hate to see a band get uh, typecast or something, and you, they can't they can't repeat that album, you know, for the rest of their career, obviously. Yeah. But um, a lot of the newer stuff is so much slower and less aggressive that it almost it's it's like if the Clash put in some tracks off Sandinista when you were watching them or something, you know, in amongst well, tracks from the first album, they they just don't really go together. So the so the thing that I noted that I would say. So I, so they put out Vicious Circle Course and then that History of the Zero Boys, which was like a tape-only thing that didn't get issued on vinyl to, to, till the 2000s. And then I think they put out like something in the late 80s and something in the early 90s. Those albums right. are largely, they don't even really acknowledge them. They don't play anything from those albums. Hmm. And then they came back in, I don't remember what year. I was writing for Punk News, so it must have been 14, 15. They did that Monkey album. Right. And it's really good. It's okay. a really good album. I would encourage you to dig into it. But it's different than Vicious Circle, it right? Slower, it's slower. No question yeah. about it. Yeah. But you know what? You know, it's it's a dangerous thing to because I, I you and you and you and Jake and I were having a private conversation about this, obviously, about how well you know the new the newer songs don't really do as much for me. But the fact of the matter is, you don't know those newer songs. If you if you knew those newer songs, I think it would have been much smoother for you. So you hate to get in that position where you're like, well, this isn't good because I don't know it. You know what I mean? Well, no, and, because and they really are. I really think there's. I think the new stuff is really good. That that ten inch too. It's really good. But yeah, I get it. It's not. No, I. It's not one minute songs like the first album. You know? No, I. I Tom, I. I agree. I agree completely. The newer songs actually did. The songs did seem really good. They played a track by. Uh, I guess they had an EP called Hollywood, which they yeah, found that's a ten inch. Yeah, after the, that, if they had that, that's really good. I guess like they were marbled. I guess those were songs after the original guitarist died that yep, they that, that he they had found written. that he'd written that they found. So they yeah, played like a couple of songs off of that, and yep. uh, I'm gonna know, play. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna play play a song off of that too. Hear it a little bit. Why did we play it now? Actually, okay. So yeah. this is so yeah. This is Hollywood. The, the original guitar player's name was something. Hollywood was like his nickname, and uh, I think they found a bunch of songs after he died. He, I think he struggled with like addiction issues his whole life. Um, and they put out this EP. I think it's five songs. It's on a ten inch. It's not super easy to get online. Like I said, if they have it at the shows, you should buy it up because it goes for big dollar. Um, but yeah, so and this is the last song on the album, which I thought was kind of appropriate considering that the guy basically, you know, died because he was an addict. So this is called. I don't remember what year this came out. A couple years ago. This is called "Rock and Roll Will Take Its Toll." Later, Zero Boys. Oh, 
Okay, Zero Boys there with Rock and Roll will take its toll. So, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the new songs. I didn't think they were bad. It was just, here's what it was. So they would play like three songs off the first record. Yeah, they kind of blocked them circle, out, right? And like yeah. every, the crowd would get really excited and there'd be, there'd be a circle pit and everyone would be dancing. And then they'd play one of those, those new songs and everyone would just stood around and looked at each other like they didn't know what to do. So it was just the pacing of the set. I, hmm. and, and I don't know how they would because they've got to play those older songs so I don't know how they would really fix that um, it's just the pacing of the set seemed weird hmm. to me um, but you know the, but the, like I say those new songs actually Tom you're right they sounded like they were really really good songs it sounded more like rock a di- and roll definitely more rock and roll than hardcore though yeah, I mean I get that it sounded it's like a different rock, band. It almost yeah. sounded like a different band but like I say well it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't because his voice is so he's got a different voice it's a very recognizable voice yeah. you know and he's a funny guy, man. He was he like because there was some girls at the front who were wearing like a beret and stuff. They were all dressed up, so he grabbed the beret off the girl's head and put it on his on his own head and stuff so, like that. Did he tell a lot of stories, or was that not to- so much a thing? He told some stories, but he wasn't that. I mean, he was talkative, but he and friendly, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't going deep into the band's history or anything. If that's what you see, mean. when I saw him in Indianapolis, and this might have been an Indianapolis thing, it was their fortieth anniversary show. But he, between songs, weaved the history of the band into the set, and I thought it was fascinating. You know, he's yeah. a college professor, so obviously he's a guy who knows how to... So I, I kind of wondered if that was maybe a, a something he did for that show specifically. But, you know, you always get those people who are like, shut up and rock! Trust me, nobody was doing that for this. Oh, they were for just, sure. Yeah. It was very, it was very interesting, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and I thought that, you know, it's kind of cool to see that show where it's like, okay, maybe that was a one-of-a-kind show. I wouldn't mind, you know, I wish I could have seen them in Chicago, too. But Well, like I said, and I know the newer material. I reviewed the Monkey album, I reviewed the Hollywood 10-inch, and they're both very, like I said, very good. And honestly, mm-hmm. more probably up your alley to what you're listening to now than, like, Vicious Circle, which is basically, what, like 16 songs in 22 minutes or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, classic stuff, for sure. It is. But no, that album is like... I think it kind of, if, if, you know, it's been said before, this is not me, I'm not giving anything particularly new here, but the fact of the matter is, if that record would have been a New York or an L.A. band, it probably would have been spoken about in the same way as, you know, fresh fruit rotting vegetables and, yep. you know, 100%. damaged and stuff like that, because that's how good that record was. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. But uh, Midwest. So, yeah, it was a, they played for probably... F- 45 they probably played close to an hour i'd say i would, yeah, they, I would say probably an hour right? they were done they were done by midnight um hmm. they were done they came back for an encore they played one song which was weird like the whole encore thing now is weird right because you know people don't know what to expect i mean they're clapping at the last song but it's not like back in the day when they'd be yelling more more you know for like well, 20 minutes don't still a real hit and miss about whether or not they're gonna do an encore yeah. it's still pretty punk not to do an encore for yeah so they came back on stage and did uh, and did a ba- a song b- uh, by the Strange Loves called uh, what the hell is it called? Damn, I yeah, just, you were saying that nighttime just, or something. Yeah, nighttime. Nighttime is the right time. Um, huh. Yes, yeah, by the yeah, Strange Loves from 1965 was the huh. orig- is the original one. And in fact, I found on YouTube a version of them doing it in like the early 80s. So they've obviously been huh. covering that song for a long time. But anyway. Indianapolis. They have a song called Indianapolis. Did they play that? I know that was one of their encore songs no, when I saw them, but they, they were in India, of course. They did not. They did play that song, Detroit Boys, though, that you wanted yep. to, you were going to play, so why don't we play that? Okay, so this is from the Monkey LP, which, like I said, I don't know, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there, I think. But 
it's kind of like rebooting a movie sometimes. You know, they'll do like the classic original horror movie, right? And then they'll kind of lose their way and kind of make a couple that nobody cares about. So they'll decide we're going to go right back to the beginning and make this a sequel to the one and ignore the other albums that happened in like the 90s. I think that's <laughs> kind of what Zero Boys did. Because this monkey is definitely more along the lines of what they were doing originally, but not as fast. More yeah. rock and rolly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like hardcore punk with a little bit of Rolling Stones or something, you know? It, and... And uh, but this song is yeah it's called Detroit Boys this is from uh, the Monkey album Okay, Zero Boys there with uh, Zero Boys with Detroit Boys. And I assume that's about like Iggy and the Stooges and shit, right? I don't know. Okay. Don't ask me. Well, there we go. Um, so, yeah. So they played yeah, for probably an hour, like I say. Ended up with that weird, uh, that weird cover. So covers the beginning of the set and the end of the set. And it was really good. And I think everybody went home happy. Um, interesting crowd. Like I say, mainly older. Some people that hadn't been to a show in a while, like I say. There was uh, a group of like two or three girls that was, oh, girls, ladies who were probably in their fucking 30s. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, but they bought vinyl as soon as they went in. So I actually... Had to carry around the whole time. Yeah, so I went over and talked to them and said, well, that was brave of you to buy vinyl at the beginning of the set. And the girl uh, looked like she thought I was going to attack her. She looked actually terrified and she kind of pulled back that I was actually speaking to her. I guess these millennials or whatever they just don't like talking to people in public or something I don't think I look that threatening do I mm. <laughs> but the funny thing was no the funny thing was uh, it was she seemed to, I think she was carrying them for her friend like there was like the cute friend and the oh no this is gonna get me in trouble isn't it hmm. <laughs> anyway she was carrying the albums for her friend and I spoke to her, and she looked terrified, so that was funny. Um, but yeah, who buys, like, three albums at the beginning of the set? I know I did that last time, too, because they, they literally, they had the, they had so much, they, had, they did not have the Vicious Circle album when I was there, or an indie, but I bought the Living in the 80s 7-inch, I bought the Hollywood 10-inch, and I bought the Monkey 
mm-hmm. 12 inch mm-hmm. i had that i had that on cd i think i had almost all of them on cd honestly but i know i know i did as a matter of fact because that that like history of the zero boys thing on the cd version has the living in the 80s tracks too but anyway it was it was all cool but yeah but you don't want to you just you don't want to sell out you know i've had it happen i'm sure you have too or like you were talking about earlier you go to get it at the end it's like yep oh, later. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess it's just it, what a hassle that is carrying three albums around, like for yeah. the night or whatever. That's uh, that's a lot of stuff to carry, which is maybe why her her um, friend was carrying those. She records. was gonna go throw some elbows in the pit. Yeah, um, and talking of the pit, there actually was a pit from time to time. Um, Lydia actually saw somebody that she knew, uh, a guy that's famous on TikTok. Apparently, I Ugh. know this kid from Adam. He only looked about eighteen. I'll give him his fucking credit, man. He was in the pit and he was going old school he was mm. doing like the creepy crawl i don't know if you know if you remember uh, that little circle thing that you would do by yourself he was doing mm. that old school he had the patched pants he had all that stuff mm. going on so you know lydia spoke to him a little it was it was good to see someone younger who was actually i wouldn't know knows TikTok. The history. like i know zero people on tiktok i, I right. barely I don't, have TikTok. Know, I don't, I don't even know. understand why people watch it right or look at it or whatever right what? But anyway, Lydia does, so she knew who that guy was, and they had a bit of a conversation, so that was cool. She offered to buy him a beer, but he's like, no, I'm straight edge. I was like, all right, uh. all right, all right, well. You t- no, she said, I'll buy you a drink. And he goes, no, I'm straight edge. I was like, well, you could have a fucking Diet Coke, mate. You know, it doesn't, doesn't mean you, you don't drink anything. <laughs> but anyway. Um, it's funny, Neil. I mean, my wife's got one of these uh, Amazon Echo things. I back mm-hmm. up in the pillow solid, Fortress of Solitude even though I'm sort of, like, kneeled next to the bed because I don't want to get my pills dirty because I was at work. But I'm seeing the shots from my, that I took at the uh, Zero Boy show last year because they will kind of, like, run through photos. You know, the, okay, yeah, I don't know yeah. if you know the Amazon Echo thing, you know? Pretty sure it's just recording me naked. <laughs> well, it's got, okay, I'm not naked so, right now, but I, okay. I will be soon. Okay. No, more than my, we needed to know. Because okay. I'm going to put my swimsuit on. But anyway, okay. So... I would say, is that are you done with the Zero Boys, or are you... Well, it sounded like you were about to make a point there about the... I said about the TikTok and the people dancing and stuff. I, I oh, I don't know. No, I have oh, no okay. point. All right. Well, uh, the only other thing I was going to say was... I always myself being a better dancing than I am. I know, really, I'm just a fat guy out there swinging my arms around, so... Well, I see, and I don't mind that. The one thing that annoys me, and people did this at this thing, too, and they did it when we saw the Capcom Heroes, is the fucking dickheads who seem to think it's punk rock to just jump into the pit for like 20 seconds and then jump back out cause yeah. fucking chaos bump into everybody knock people down and then fucking jump out again without it's taking like, their comeuppance yeah yeah if you're into the music and you like the song then dance for the whole fucking song don't just jump in knock people around and then jump out again and I that's what a couple I, of people I think were doing. I told you when I saw Blank 77 last weekend I tried to pogo I did like three times I was so tired like three, <laughs> three shots you're up and down I'm like oh, tell my, you what the pogo are killing me the pogo will take it out of you <laughs> yes it will yeah. Well, nobody. Else, I was doing it by myself, so it's not like I was bouncing off anybody. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, they finished at noon. Uh, finished at midnight. I was home by one a.m. Dude, it's mental driving home on the highway, even at twelve forty-five at night. It's like where are these people going? Right? There, there was fucking gridlock on the yeah. highway. It was. I was mental. So anyway, I was home in bed by one. So that was all right. Because hmm. that was the night. It was a great night. I had a lot of fun. Stayed till the end. Like, you didn't know if I... Because sometimes I do cut out early if I don't like the main band or if it's, you know, whatever. But I stayed till the bitter end, and I'm glad I did. And Lydia spoke to some people. I... Who, who did I speak to? I spoke to the Distractions guys. I spoke to the Poison Boys guys. Uh, that was cool, you know? Hmm. And then maybe, maybe we can try and get Paul Z on the show. I think he'd be a great interview. I think so, too. I, like I said, he actually 
more or less agreed to it. We just, I just wasn't able to, I was hoping to do it before we did this little tour around. I'm like, oh, we might want to do a little promo stuff, but maybe, you know, a guy's got a life outside of, you know, I, maybe he's only got so much time for the band too, so. Well, he did reply to me in a couple of, oh, he liked a couple of things I posted on Instagram when I posted oh, cool. some stuff about the gig. So I do have kind of, I assume that's him. So I do have a communication with him open yep. up. So we should get him on the show. I think that'll be yep. good. No, I think so too. I think he'd be great. He's a very articulate dude. Um, so you know what, the Zero Boys, I'll give him a credit because they're always trying harder. So I'm going to play that song, trying harder. This is the I'll, song. Hey, this is the song they finished with my song. Yep. So do you like that? Do you like how I segued into that? It was good. I do. Right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, trying harder, Zero Boys. Okay, Zero Boys. I think it's the last one we're playing by them tonight. That was uh, Trying Harder off of their classic 1981 album. Vicious Circle. Vicious Circle. 
it's funny, Neil, and this is totally off topic, and I didn't, I wasn't, it, it, it's, you know, since we've known each other, I don't know, we've been friends for three, four years, I don't know, four years, five years, I don't know how long it's been. We've been doing this podcast almost three years, so I guess we've known right. each other four or five years. Yeah. You know, and I, we've had, you know, we've had a lot of, our lives have changed quite a bit in that time, but, you know, it's fun, it's been fun watching you. I've always been plugged into my local scene for many, many years now. When mm-hmm. I go out, I know lots of people. You, you I mean, you, you've, well, of course, I say we only went to one show and it was kind of an oddball thing, but I did run into a couple people I knew and, you know, but it's because, you know, you were always on the punk rock guy, but watching you, because you're way more involved with the scene than you were when we first met. And it's, oh, 100%, it's been, it's been yeah. kind of fun watching it because now, and now I get jealous actually, because you're going out in Chicago and all these people that we know are mutual friends and like, you're all hobnobbing with them. Well, I'm sort of stuck out here in the, in the sticks, you know, so it's, it's, but it's been cool. I'm glad to see you get back engaged with the scene because i think like me a lot of there's been times in your life where you're oh you'd still go to the bigger shows but you really didn't know a lot of local bands and didn't necessarily have a lot of the last 10 years or so i've gotten real involved again but it had been you know it'd been probably a decade before that when my kids were little i was not very plugged in i only know a few bands you know so it's it's been cool man it's been fun no it's funny i was it's funny man i was thinking about that very thing this morning and i actually wanted to thank you for and this podcast um for getting me back into that stuff again when we started it i was going through a pretty um unhappy time in my life when we started it and uh um it's just made me really happy to to be doing this and you're right going out again started going out more and going to more shows it's awesome when you go to a show and you know a bunch of people you know what i mean it's like the old days right yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. And I, same thing, you know, well, in this podcast, too, and I'll say the same thing, dude, because, you know, like I said, I show up in Maryland, you know, I'm 500 miles from home, and I know 10 people in the room. It's amazing, you know? Yeah. It's cool stuff. Yeah. Um, do you, are you out of songs, or do you have more songs? No, I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm out of songs. So okay, the last, well, the last you one's you. I'm going to do one more song, but I want to read one letter really quick just because I want to... Other people might have this question, so I want to address this real quick. Hi, Tom and Neil. I've been listening to a show every day at work since I discovered it. Uh, Would really like to go in order from the beginning, but they only go back to episode 85. I listen on Spotify. Are the early ones available anywhere? Keep it up, thanks. And this is Mike Russello or Russello. He's in upstate New York, I think. And he's read to us a couple times, so shout out to Michael, another uh, geezer who found us, which we appreciate. Um, But so i actually reached out to you about that i said what's up with this man we only go back about 100 episodes yes and, and so you have fixed this yes i i didn't know this was a thing because um, you know i set us up we used to be on the punk news feed and then about a year ago whatever it was i, I changed us over year, i think it was earlier this year wasn't it oh maybe his time time loses all context for me sometimes i could save time in a bottle neil and dreams that had never come true wow okay there that was who was that against Steve Jim Croce? Jim Croce, Jim yeah. Croce, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who killed uh, two hundred people with his bare hands? Plane <laughs> crash. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. What a fucking idiot. Um, so yeah, say that. That was so funny. I, it was. Uh, it was. A, it was a DJ. We were oh, listening DJ, to it yeah, coming yeah. back from dinner that one time. Yeah, yeah some that's DJ that's just made some outrageous lie. That's what we know um, was the radio. So yeah. Um, so when I signed us up with Podbean, who was our new our new host. Uh, I was happy to do that, you know, get us out of the punk news umbrella and scope and stuff, and it's been so much easier since then, and we get instant, you know, uh, feedback and stuff. We actually um, know that people are listening and things like that. We never yeah. had access to any of that stuff before. Right, we did. Oh, was it last episode we were talking about, like, we know what countries people are listening yep. to us, so that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I didn't realize when I set it up, you know, there's different levels you can pay at, right? You know, and... Um, 
I guess the level that I had paid at, well, it wasn't even, it wasn't paid, it was just... Well, see, the, did you have to give them more money to increase? No, no, I didn't. One of the setup things, though, was saying how many, how many episodes are they going to, are they going to keep? Um, and there actually is a maximum. I think iCloud, or iTunes, I should say, or maybe Spotify, I can't remember which one, but they have a maximum of 300 episodes that well, they, they will both keep in their catalog. It's funny, because I went on iTunes also, and it also only went back 100. So it was right. the same for both of them. Right, so I had so that setting was set in Podbean to a default of 100. Um, and so I upped it. I upped it to the maximum, which is 300. Because like I say, Spotify, one of the big ones, either Spotify or iTunes, they have a mag, you can only host a maximum of 300 at a time. So when you get to, when you do 301, the first one drops out or whatever. Because obviously they've got, it takes up well, space, right? So it's let, let it be a warning to you. Yeah. So ultimately, at some at, at some point, at some point, those older ones will drop off. But uh, as of right now, um, we should be good up until episode 300. Well, it's funny because we're screaming up on 200. We will hit 200 here this fall sometime. Yep. Um, 300, I think. I mean, listen. I mean, who knows what happens in life? But I don't think three. I think 300 is a, certainly a reasonable goal. Oh, fuck you know, yeah. I think when we started doing this, we're like, well, when we get sick of doing it, we'll quit doing it. Well, here we are, right? Three years right. later. And listen, it's a pain in the ass sometimes finding the time, booking guests, all that stuff. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, I think I enjoy doing it as much as I did when we started. I do for sure more so maybe so, just because yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing the effects of it you know and other yeah. people the fact that other people out there seem to like it so much yes you know not not, not blowing our own horns or anything but yeah. some people do seem to really really like it it's one of the highlights we, of the week or something when a new episode drops there so are people out there lovely. listening right now and I won't say names but you know who you are who if we asked you would do violence for us yeah <laughs> And yes, we appreciate yes, that. Yes, yes, and some of you would like a new episode every day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, well, in fact, yeah, it, it, it's it's a balancer too because people, oh, we can't keep up, we can't keep up. But then there are people who, yeah, every day there's not a new episode are disappointed. So sometimes I do push Neil. I'm like, oh, put the new one out, put the new one out. And it's sort of interesting. We used to have a bunch, you know, we'd have a bunch in the can and be like, kind of dropping them one by one. But you know, sometimes we get caught up and we don't have anything in the can. That's sort of strange too, because it's like we're staring into oblivion. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> we need to create something here, right? Yeah, create some content quick. Well, and like I said, I'm not going. I, I actually don't really have any shows planned. Yeah, this month is kind of October. Even though I may go to a fake Irish show, we know how Neil loves that. I may go to like a fake Irish festival. Well, actually, a real Irish festival, but I'm fake Irish or something. I don't know. Whatever. Um. So yeah, the next one I've got, but I don't have tickets for it, is the Blondie slash the Damned show at Chicago Theater. That's next Saturday, and that's too expensive. And it's, it's a bad yeah, show. I'm not. It's going. expensive as hell. Now, and actually, I'm almost tempted by this. The next night on the 28th, um, Soft Cell. Are playing who I didn't even know they'd reformed. You remember wow. Sotel? Did the uh, uh, Tainted Love? Huh? Tainted Love, yeah. Who I fucking I actually I did see them. I saw them. Um, Tainted Love is my seventh favorite Depeche Mode song. Muck Almond's actually Muck Almond's actually a really interesting dude. Um, yeah, and he's in a semi-punk band called The Loveless at the moment in England too. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're playing, but they're playing House of Blues. Mm. So that that's a detriment to me. I, but so the Blondie damn thing is playing in Detroit too, and like I said, I, I just it's too expensive. It's a vac show. I'm not really interested. It's just not right. a very you know. My my parents can go. It'll be fine. Yeah, and I don't know. I I, I, I know we've talked about this before, but I don't know. I know it's not that version of the dam that you saw. I'm so I'm sure that Dave Vanian and Captain Sensible are in it, but I think that yeah. might be it. But I mean, um, at this point, who else do you expect? 
Well, I mean, Rat was playing with them for a while, and and in oh, England, yeah, but he it, doesn't. I don't think he comes to the states. No, dude, in England later in the year they have him the full original band. Brian yeah, James yeah. No, is no, going to be would playing be, with him cool. too. They're playing like the Roundhouse, right? Yeah, which is small, right? A pretty small yeah. place. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. So and also, I I don't know how long of a set they play. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to pay a hundred dollars a ticket to see that. Well, that's you the know, thing too, right? Yeah, because Damned is going to get. If it's an hour, that's going to be pushing it because essentially they are still the opening act, even though they're a yeah. you know. And the Chicago Theater is uh, you know it's right in the middle of the theater district, so parking is going to be thirty bucks. You know. Yeah. Well, and so. it's funny because I saw the Dander doing two one-off shows too with Susie Moon. Did you see that? I did see that in Ohio. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Cincinnati, which yep. is a long drive for me, but I've. I, I, I've been down there. I go down there fairly regularly. I got family down in northern Kentucky, but um, stupid dogs next door. That Hounds of hell. Yeah, can, you can actually almost pick those up. Yeah, are they telling you things like "Son of Sam"? Are they yeah, telling exactly? You to They're telling me to go smack them around. Um, <laughs> Tire Ryan time. <laughs> but yeah, they, but but yeah, one's in Atlanta. But I, I yeah, I'm not going to make that Cincinnati show. But I'm I'm kind of waiting. So Sloppy's going on a tour in October, and there's going south they're going to texas and whatever but they are it seems like they're starting out in the midwest so i'm still kind of waiting to see on that and hmm. and i of course i'm gonna come see you in mid-october oh for the dead boys thing yeah but i got a yeah. few a few things yeah october looks like it's gonna be pretty good and you know we already got some stuff playing in november but yeah it looks like september is gonna be pretty dead around here so we'll i've see. got aim i've got aim and the sniffers who i have tickets for on the 28th that's of um, august uh, or september september okay and agent orange on the 30th yeah, I have Agent Orange on the fifth of October. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what else I have, Neil, is two weddings. So, oh boy, who's getting married? Um, my daughter, who's twenty-one, her best friend. She's a maid of honor at her friend's wedding, and we know the parents, so we'll be at that one. That is the end of this month, and then the end of next month, my niece. So, and now my daughter's going to sing with that too. I'm going to play guitar for her. So we got a gig, man. Another gig, gig. yeah. Couple of songs I'd never heard of. Play never heard. So I got to try to figure these songs out on guitar, but it'll be alright. What are the songs? See if any of our see if any of our listeners know them. One of them is called "I Get to Love You." Oh dear. The other one is called something else. Well, it's a wedding, you know. What do you want to play? Anarchy in the UK. Ass rocket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Eat your ass. But the um, other thing I got going on, you know, that I know you would laugh so hard at is yesterday. I went to work in the morning, and I came home, and I literally spent the rest of the day working on our outdoor chicken space. <laughs> yeah, and Tom doesn't live in the country, everybody, my just so you know it. <laughs> my urban farmer. Ugh. He has rabbits and chickens, and he, he doesn't live in the country. Ugh. <laughs> Keep the tire iron handy. So how many chickens you got now? We just got four. We're just They're just going to be for eggs. Oh, I've, so I've literally spent so much now on this like enclosure for them that they're going to have to lay eggs for 40 years to pay for themselves. So. Well, they, they were in a hutch when I was there. It was Is they outgrowing that or something? No, we kind of moved them. She wanted them in the bag. So oh, okay, all right. Well, there you go. What was that? What was that? What was that uh, old English show? She who must be obeyed. Was that Rumple? Rumble? Rumple? Who's always talking about she who must be obeyed? His wife. Rumple of the Bailey. Yes. That one. Wow, you going back in time there? My mate. parents Jeez. were big fans of the BBC stuff. I guess. Yeah. Wow. She who must be obeyed. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Neil. All right. Well, listen. Are we? Play, are we? Are, are we done? You gonna play your last song? I think. Right. I am. This is a. This is a tribute to my. Uh, just because I think people should listen to this band. I had so much fun watching them, and it's a tribute to my three bounce pogo before I got tired. This is uh, 
This is Blanks 77 again from their first album, Killer Blanks. Well, not really their first, kind of their first album, their first proper album. And this is called Search and Destroy. Blank 77 there with Search and Destroy. And not the Search and Destroy that you would all be expecting, I assume. Yes, no, it's just the same name. Yep. All right, so, so that was, uh, that was been, my, those were my adventures. And uh, yeah, that was been, uh, been fun as usual. Packed and, two weeks, uh, yes. We will, uh, I'm sure, do it again soon. And uh, what else are you going to say? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, t shirts, remember, you can buy t shirts yep. at Loud uh, loudpizza.com. T shirts, uh, mugs, and. Uh, Things for your record player. What is it called? Slip mat. Slip mat. That's what it's called. Yes. And right. I'm having. I'm actually waiting on the delivery today. Some sweatshirts are being delivered to my oh, house nice. today, and new stickers are being delivered sometime soon. So we will start sending stickers out again. And if you want sweatshirts, let me know. I have limited in all sizes, but they are very limited. So if so, you know. Yeah, Let so start know. writing us. Yeah, leave us if you want stickers. All you gotta do is leave us your address, leave us a message. Yeah, we'll send and then you, you also qualify for us to come over and kneecap you. <laughs> we'll send you stickers for free, but we sweatshirts. Do. We don't sell your address either. Sweatshirts are probably be about. I guess I haven't worked out the final details yet, but I guess that'll be about forty bucks shipped. So a bargain yeah. at twice the price. Yep. So anyway, that's that. Sounds good. Another okay. nice long, another nice long episode from your pals at Punk Till I Die podcast. Yep, so everybody stay free, keep a little mark in your heart, and... We'll smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What a fucking rotter.